0: Hey everyone, this is Christy Brent. Thank you for joining us for a podcast from Brave Love Women. Brave Love is a worldwide movement aiming to activate women in their catalytic callings. We believe that women have a unique role in shaping history and that Brave Love Women are women of solution, bringing breakthrough in family, society, and the nations. You are listening to a Brave Love Woman podcast.
1: Every every week, I feel like Christy just goes to the next level. I text her afterwards like you were on fire. We're just so exciting hearing like her just popping all of our bubbles. That was my favorite part. There's a bubble popping. There's a bubble puppet. I was like Nan, she is like really like giving us just her experience with the Lord and her understanding of her of just the Lord's heart for her and for all of us and. Man, I just, I, I was just honestly blown away. Um, I, I think we just all, it's just just that, that constant reminder, like, man, we really do need each other for where we're going. And I think, you know, it's, it's just that, that constant alignment that we really do need, because it's just so easy to, to step back into a place of like, I got this, I'll figure it out, you know? And I am, I mean, I am, that is probably my biggest biggest way the enemy tries to get me to wear me out. And my dad would always tell me like, Shannon, the enemy's job is he wears down the saints. (laughs) My dad's in his seventies, you know, but he's like, that's what he does. He wears you down. And I thought, whoa, that really is crazy. That is what he does. Mm -hmm. He wants to wear us down and he wears us down. And one of the biggest ways that he wears us down so that we're vulnerable, so that we're slower to obedience. One of the biggest ways that he wears us down is by... By being, um, like, like, thinking we can do everything on our own, mm-hmm. in our own strength and without help. And I'm like, man, if I'm worn down, it's probably because I haven't let someone help me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the Lord is just constantly reminding me, like, hey, you need me. You need each other. You know, even this morning, I was thinking about um, just this story that when I was um, just like, a, a, like probably five, what well, was when Eliana was a baby and she's five. So it was like five, like four, four and a half years ago or something. And I was at the University of Washington, and we were like Morgan Perry and Dina Berg, and there was a bunch of us. We were there, and we were doing a um, just a gathering. I was kind of, I just kind of went over at the last minute to be with them, and um, it was so fun. And uh, and we were doing a Brave Love, and it was so awesome. And I was, um, and I was skinny in the back, and I had Eliana, my um my daughter and um and i was had just had i was pregnant and i remember (laughs) sorry i know you're trying to i can hear other i'm trying to figure out to mute that one sorry okay did you find it um but i was uh i was um sorry i'm so i'm trying to keep my brain focused here for a minute (laughs) Um, it's still early for you it's totally fine (laughs) no it's great it's great it's great it's great waiting for christy it's great but um, i'm here Oh, you're here. Yeah, okay, I'm well, here. I'm this story really fast. This is really, a fast Christy story. is back on. <laughs> Chrissy, I was just finishing up a story real quick about how I was at, when I went to the University of Washington with Dina and Morgan Perry and all them after the garage gathering, we did a brave love there. Right. And it was so awesome. And um, we were just in one of the like big rooms at the bottom of this huge dorm at the University of Washington. And I was pregnant. And I had just had Eliana, I was only, she was only maybe eight, nine months and I was pregnant, Had just I was pregnant again. And I remember I had left Blake, we had prayed and we said, hey, Blake said, you need to go, I'll take care of the rest of the kids. And, and so he's stayed in Kona, and I went to University of Washington with this with Eliana as a baby and freshly pregnant. And I remember sitting there, and I was in the back, and everyone's walking by, and everyone's like, how are you doing? And I was, like, smiling. I'm like, great, you're great. But internally, I'm like, I'm freaking out. I am totally overwhelmed. What am I doing? This is crazy. I've got babies back in Kona. I've got baby in my arm. I've got a baby in my belly. Like, just, this is crazy. Oh, my crazy. gosh. And I remember the Lord spoke to me so clearly. He was so clear, and I said, "I'm just totally overwhelmed." In my heart, I said that. In my face, my face was golden. I was smiling like I'm like, "No, I'm great." But in my heart, I'm like, "This is crazy. What am I doing?" And and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and He said, "Shannon, you are not overwhelmed." And I thought, "No." I am totally overwhelmed. Like, you don't like, you know, like, like the Holy Spirit doesn't understand or something. I'm like, no, no, I'm totally <laughs> overwhelmed. And again, the Holy Spirit just whispered to me, like, you are not overwhelmed. And I thought there's gotta be some catch here, you know, cause I am like totally overwhelmed. And the Lord just spoke to me, he says, Shannon, I know that you've heard that I'm never gonna give you anything you can't handle. He said, but the truth is, I'm going to give you, I'm going to put on you things that you will never be able to do apart from me. In other words, he said the enemy, he had said to me that the enemy had been lying to me for years and telling me that I was overwhelmed. And he was like, but you're not overwhelmed. I'm not going to give you anything that you can do without me. That's and nice. then he told me, he said, if, if, I, if I gave you things you could do in your own strength, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need me. You wouldn't cry out to me. And I thought, man, God, thank you that you've kept me in a place of total dependency on you where I can't, it's like, so then I broke the lie. Like all of a sudden I realized like, whoa, the enemy has been lying to me that I'm overwhelmed. Part of that's because I've been trying to do all of it on my own. And, and the Lord's like, you've got Blake, like the Lord was bringing help. Bree moved in with me shortly after that. Like there were so many things where the Holy Spirit was helping me be able to keep saying yes, because my yes was dependent on my dependency on him. And so we're just tying in Christy last week to where the direction we're going today about just this place of, of needing one another and lean into one another. And then from that, you know, that we're, that the Holy Spirit comes and he gets, when we lean into him, we need total dependency on him and we also need each other. And so we were just kind of touched on that until you hopped on. I know you want to you start and just pray for us and lay the foundation of where we're
0: going today. Thank you so much for doing that. <clears throat> I, I am completely stunned to the level that God is directing us week by week. And there's just no question that we are in an accelerated growth right now. And it is amazing to me that within every topic, that we've touched on in the last month, that the Lord is emphasizing the full surrender, not just to him, but to the Holy Spirit and what we can't do without him. And I'm really excited for Shannon to share today. She had a powerful encounter this week. So I'm just gonna pray. I thank all of you ladies for joining us. It is so purposeful that we're together in this hour. I really do feel like God is speaking things that I could not have comprehended. He's moving at a rate that I couldn't have comprehended. And I just am so expectant every time for what God is doing in our hearts and lives. And, and last week's uh, burst into vulnerability, which has honestly changed our community and we will never be the same. And I'm just as expectant for today. So Lord Jesus, we just come to you with peace in our hearts with full trust in your authority and leadership in our lives. We settle our spirits together and just release the weight of the world back to you. We release the things that we can't change or move. We release timing. We release every relationship And we just submit it back into your hands together today. We just thank you and celebrate that you are Lord of life. You have not left us without help. And you've given us the keys to the kingdom. You have given us all of the joy that we could ever hope to have in full relinquishment to your spirit. And we thank you for the way that you've worked. It is beyond anything human what you have spoken. And Lord, for all the women who are just coming together to join us for the first time this week, I pray God that you would demonstrate your love to them right now, that they would feel your tangible covering, presence, and authorship of, their, of your um, involvement in their life. We pray God for every heart to be touched today, We submit fully to you, and we just celebrate the powerful name of Jesus together. We so delight in you, and we love you so much. I want you to stay to the end today if you can. Emily's going to give a short 60-minute burst on the summit coming up um, a week from this weekend, but we will have our Bible study next weekend as normal. So, Shannon, why don't you take it away and just share what happened to you this week?
1: Okay, guys. Thank you, Christy. Wow, I'm super excited about the summit. We're all just like, oh, my gosh, it's already almost time for the summit. I am so excited. I know the Lord's going to do so much. He's already doing so much. He's coming. Um, But, yeah, so... So guys, I, um, I had a pretty uh, wild dream I, and I haven't honestly been dreaming um, at all. And hold on, I'm gonna just, can I look at her? Is yeah. that making, yeah, yeah. Hold on one second, guys. We're gonna just fix our, our thing here. Okay, so I had a pretty wild dream and I um, haven't really been dreaming very much. And so I, uh, I probably because I'm tired, I have a baby. And it's my sixth child. <laughs> it's actually my tenth pregnancy. I'm 42 years old, so I'm a little more tired. He's definitely not the child of my youth. <laughs> I'm a little bit more tired than normal, um, but I have a um, I have a, a two month old, eight weeks, and um, he's just amazing. But I'm but I'm tired, so I'm not dreaming as much because <laughs> I don't think I'm sleeping as much. But I um but I've really been feeling like the Lord um wanted to 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 speak to me and of course I always have expectation in my heart because of who Jesus is um I just I wake up knowing like man anything could happen today because of who Jesus is like at any moment something can happen it just that bowl's gonna tip and I'm like Lord I just I literally do really wake up thinking expectation in my heart because of who Jesus is and um and so I, uh, and so I was, it was at 545 in the morning and I was feeding the baby and I felt like the Lord said, Shannon, if you'll give Enzo, his name is Enzo. He said, if you'll give him to Blake and go back to sleep, I'm going to give you a dream. And, and before this, I told Brian and Christy this, this week, I said, I had really had to ask the Lord to forgive me. Um, because I, i just have not been a good steward in a way of writing things down. And I had been felt had felt like the Lord had had given me dreams before and I wake up and I think, man, that's a powerful dream. And I think I'll never forget that. And then I forget it. And then like a month later, something happens. I'm like, Lord, forgive me for not writing that down. And I, and I went through a season where it's almost no dreams. And, um, and so, so I knew that I, I literally felt like the Lord wanted to give me a gift of a dream. And so I fell back asleep. I gave Enzo to Blake and I fell back asleep. And when I fell back asleep, this is my dream. I'm just going to read it to you guys. And then um, I'm going to unpack. Um, I felt like the Lord said that I'm going to be go from backwards. I'm going to go like from the end to the beginning. So because I want to help you guys really understand something and lay something, lay, kind of lay a little bit of a foundation biblically so that you understand the direction me and Christy felt to go. And because I feel like what's happening is we're building. The Lord is building us. I love that so much. I just love that the Lord, me and Christy were both laughing because we were talking about how both of us are kind of serious and we just want to get to the end. And like, this is like, we got to go. It's like, and the Lord's like, you've got to, we got to build and, Or the Lord slash Brian. <laughs> Brian's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everyone pull back. He's like, think about this. And we're like, oh yeah. I'm like so thankful for Brian and for his wisdom, his years of wisdom. And him just, we call him coach. I call him coach. And so, um, and so he just was teaching us um, how we got to build. And we're the Lord's teaching us how to build people during this time. And so the Lord's building and helping us understand because he's kind. He's so kind. And so, and that's what he does. He doesn't take us right to the end. He builds. And so, um, so this was the dream I had. The dream was basically that I, ste- I, I stepped into a large room. It was like a conference room, except for it was a conference room, like not just a normal one. It was like, if anyone's ever been to one thing in Kansas city, it's, it's like, I think it's two football fields. That, that space is, it was like that, but there was no chairs. There was no, um,
0: hold on. It's highlighting me and I'm, it's easier. Well, if I'm... We want to see you Shannon. Leave it there. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. We'll take it off you. So just, you're going to have to roll with it. It's prophetic. It's the Lord. I'm preaching to
1: myself. This you is good. It. Shay, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, she said, "Yeah, that's yeah, that'd be easier." Okay, so can you guys all, everyone, see me? Yes. Okay, it's because I spotlighted you, Christy, so I can like like talk to you. But it's fine. It's fine. Um. So, anyways, so I stepped into this huge conference room and there was no chairs, there was no people, but I was preaching, and I thought that's not too weird. <laughs> and then um, and I started preaching. with a microphone on my face. And um, I was just preaching and all of a sudden I realized, oh, I can move around the room. So I started moving around the room. And as I moved towards the back of the room, there was only a couple rows of chairs and there was young women back there. And they looked like they were high school and college age. And I looked to the right and Brian and Christy were sitting there. And I said to everyone, "Um, oh, and I knew that I needed to move closer to these girls so they could really see me. Like, I knew that they needed to be able to, like, not just hear me, but really see me. And so I, I started to share, and I said, I want to tell all of you about my favorite book, Reese House Intercessor. You need to know the Holy Ghost won't take superficial surrender. And as soon as I said that, and, oh, and, and, and basically I was teaching teaching this small group of women how to bend their will to the to the Lord's will. And then Christy got up and she came over to me and we began to dance. And she was holding me so tightly. It was awkward. And we were fumbling a little bit like I was. I was like, how am I gonna dance with Christy? But then I closed my eyes and the Holy Spirit said to me in my dream, just follow her lead. And as soon as I did, my feet, just started, we were perfectly in sync and we were moving around this room dancing. And she whispered in my ear, my niece's name and her name is Cove. And she's the same age as Eliana. And she was, but she was stuck in the birth canal and she was clinically dead. And then she was um, born um, and was in the NIC unit for a couple months, but she has cerebral palsy. And Christy began to dance with me, holding me so close. And all she did was whisper her name into my ear, Cove. And we were we were totally in sync. I looked over and Brian was watching us and he was watching us dance perfectly in sync. I felt the press of God so strong in my dream. And I began to turn around and I began to see that all of the women who were in the room were taking, picking a partner and beginning to dance and doing exactly what me and Christy were doing. And everyone was just dancing just like me and Christy were dancing. And then I went back to the podium that was in the center of the room. And I said to to everybody, please take your notebooks out and write it down and write down what we're doing and how to apply what you're learning. I said to them, if you don't write it down, it will be the biggest waste of time. And then I looked over and I looked at a clock and it was right above Brian and Christy's head. And I said, I hate wasting time. The younger girls that were in the group were frustrated with me because they were so used to just sitting and receiving and they didn't want to have to do anything. And I knew that we were going to have to, it was like a cultural thing that we had to break of people just coming and sitting and receiving and then leaving and never doing anything. And my sense was, and I felt it in the dream, you're going to have to apply this if you're going to multiply it. And I heard apply to multiply. And then I looked and I looked out the door and I told the girls go out. And I looked out and there was a lake with a dock and there was a bunch of cabins. And I knew it was a summer camp and they had to go out to their cabins or go out to the lake and take their notebooks and apply and apply what they were like hear from God and apply what they were, what they were learning and so that they could multiply it. And, um, and when I, and and then I woke up from the dream. And the other interesting thing was, was that Savannah Bancroft, which is, she's someone who's a dear friend here. She rolls with our team. She's on our, our team here, the Brave Love team here, and has been traveling with me. And she's an incredible worship leader. I knew that the girls had all been writing, had been learning from her and she would represent prayer and worship here and connection to the Holy Spirit. And, um, and, and I knew that all of their, uh, in their, all of the girls' notebooks, they were writing, they were learning from her first, and then they were getting activated to apply so that we can multiply. So I had this dream. And when I woke up, I knew it was the Lord. Obviously, I never have detailed dreams like this, or even, and, and much less the supernatural miracle of being able to remember it. Chrissy, do you want to say anything real quick on that?
0: No, keep rolling. Okay.
1: And so... I went back last night, and, I mean, I shared the dream with Brian and Christy and we knew it was the Lord. So, said, Lord, what are you saying? I don't want to just, I don't want to misinterpret anything you're saying, even though it feels obvious, but it was like the sense that there is like a true, like where we're at right now, that the Lord is asking all of us to really understand, to understand what he's doing and to understand what to do with what he's doing. And I think there's, there's this, this place of true yieldedness that's required for where we're going. And we can't afford to just jump on a Zoom call once a week for an hour and a half, walk away, pat each other on the back, like, wow, that was really good, and never do anything with it. And I think there's this requirement that, that, that is, is coming and is here now where the Lord's saying, what, are you, what do you hear me saying? And what are you going to do with what I'm telling you? And the Lord was showing me, like Shannon, this yielded... There's no bravery apart from yieldedness in Jesus. I mean, we could have wild bravery to go, you know, do something crazy, to jump off a cliff or something like that. But you think, man, true bravery is only... It will only come in absolute surrender and yieldness to Jesus Christ. It's like, like the, that that bravery is released, bravery slash obedience to do wild things for Jesus and to go change the world, which is what all of us are going to do. All of us are anointed to do it. It's going to come from yielding us and surrender to Jesus. There's no other way. And I think we can't afford to sit and to to listen to to any more sermons and walk away and think, man, that was really good and not think that it applies to us. Or even sit in in meetings and all we're doing is thinking about other women that we wish could be here hearing it and not think that it applies to us and I and, and so I went back last night and I and I um re as I I got everyone went to bed Blake went to bed everyone was asleep finally it was like 11 o'clock and I thought I'm gonna go get my old Reese house this is what my book looks like <laughs> it is I have taped it back together it is crazy and I went back even even my even the whole chapter guys i mean this is this is evidence of children i saw see that <laughs> it is it is colored on scraped on tape you see that glory <laughs> tape there i went back and i read it last night oh and it just it just hit my heart in such a fresh way and i thought jesus i want to be fully serenity this reese house is what i was teaching what the lord was highlighting in this dream is this place of yieldedness and essentially, I'm just going to give you a little a little snippet. He's this man. He, I think he was 26 years old. He had already gotten saved. But then he has a meeting with the Holy Ghost. And even in my dream, I said, we need to call him the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and not just say the Holy Spirit. I said, the Holy Ghost. I was saying to all the girls that it's he's the Holy Ghost. And I was asking the Lord last night, Lord, why was that important? And I felt like it was because when we talk about spirit, And I'm not saying, of course, he's the Holy Spirit. But sometimes when we say that, we just kind of think some ethereal thing that's just kind of in the air. But when I say Holy Ghost, that makes him really, real, really quick for me. It's like Holy Ghost. And it was like, that was a revelation that Reese House was having, that he's like a person, like the Holy Ghost. It's not just like this, you know, like that's always present that's inside of us. Jesus said, I have to go so that I can send your helper, Oh, I just love that. And he says, and he, and he goes on and he's, he's, ha- he's already saved. But the Lord spoke to him and said, you're going to become a man. And he thought he already was a man. He said, no, you were a boy, but now you're going to become a man. It's like the Lord was, he was maturing by this meeting with the Holy Ghost. And he meets the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost says to him, I cannot mix your will with my will. I cannot mix I cannot mix myself with yourself. And he said to him, Reese said, he said, I knew I couldn't give him superficial surrender. That was actually what he said was exactly what I dreamed. He said, I knew he would not take superficial surrender. And the Holy Spirit was just reminding him, like you've been singing, I'll give you everything. I'll, mm-hmm. all, for, all for Jesus, all this stuff. And he's like, and now I'm, I'm, he was, there was like a demand of the Holy Ghost was putting on him for this full, the fullness of surrender for him, not just to sing it, not just to say it, not just to pray it. And he said, the Holy Ghost began to put his finger on areas where he thought he had already really given them to the Lord. And he began to weep because he knew his flesh was going to have to die. And there was things that were going to have to die. And then he gets to the end, and he's like, I cannot do this. I can't. How can I do this? He just started even, like, kind of arguing with the Holy Spirit, like, how can I do this, you know? And even the Holy Spirit was saying to him, like, I'm going to I'm gonna require of you even things I'm not going to require of anybody else. How many times have we heard that? I've heard that. I thought, this is not fair. <laughs> this is crazy. Or it's like, I'm going to ask. I told my daughter. I said, Dar- darling, the Lord might give everyone permission to get on Instagram, but the Lord might let, not let you be on Instagram. Because the call of God in your life. Like, do you understand? It's like there's these places where God is beginning to put, put requirements, but out of this love for us. And because he knows the call he's placed in our lives, and he knows that there's a fullness of joy that will come when we're walking in the fullness of obedience to him. And there's no way for us to do that apart from full surrender to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. And Reese was saying this, and this is my favorite part. He gets to the end. I loved reading it again last night. He gets to the very end and he's like, I cannot, I cannot do this. There is no way I can do this. Because he knew this is going to, this yes is going to change the rest of my life. There is no going back. And the Holy Spirit does something I just love so much. He leans in and he asks Reese, do you want me to help you? Do you want me to help you? Do you want me to make you willing? Ah, oh, just and it struck me so much. I thought, Lord, you ask us to do wild things, and then you ask us if we want you to help us. Because so many times we think Jesus is asking me to do crazy things. The Lord's asking me to start an orphanage. The Lord's asking me to forgive my dad. The Lord's asking me to call that girl and invite her to this. I don't even like that girl. Like, I'm trying to make it like, I mean, let's boil it down to the real stuff where we're like, man, if I'm not yielded, man, what is it gonna, what does that mean? What does it mean if I don't have the full, if the Lord doesn't have the fullness of my yes, then I'll be withholding from everyone around me because they won't have the fullness of my yes either. And I just began to think about all these places in the scripture as I was finishing that chapter last night. I was about to call sleep and I was just praying and I didn't even know what to pray. And I thought, Lord, I, I just, I, I want to make sure I'm yielded. I want everything in my life to be yielded. And I, and I just, I was thinking about every time where even Jesus in the garden said, in Luke 22, he said, he said, Lord, if, if you will, take this cup from me. When he said, take this cup, he's talking about the cup of suffering. He said, Lord, if you will take this cup from me, but not my will but yours be done. I think about Peter, where the Lord meets him on the water. And he says to Peter, Peter, will you throw, will you throw your net again? Peter's like, I've been fishing all night and have caught nothing. And, but then he says something that's incredible. He says, but at your word, I will cast my net again. I was thinking about the blind man who said to Jesus, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole. I'm just like, and Jesus is like, I am willing. I am willing. And I was just thinking about every place where you're talking about the willing, like the Lord is so eager. Chrissy, you said before, the Lord is so eager to meet with us. He loves us. He wants to fill us. He wants to give us bravery and courage. I mean, we're talking about Joan of Arc's and Mother Teresa's. Those are women that there's no way they could have done what they did without the help of the Holy Spirit. And so we were just going through this place of just understanding that yieldedness comes from the Holy Spirit meeting with him and him making us willing. And I just got so excited because even in the middle of the night, I woke up to feed the baby. Then I sat down and I immediately, you know, I just, this is just a little practical thing. I have to be intentional to set my affections on the Lord. So it was three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. I, The baby was crying. I sat down, I got him. And instead of laying in my bed, I thought I'm gonna get myself up and I'm gonna rock him so I can engage the Holy Spirit. And I just sat down and rocked him, began to feed him. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. He said, Shannon, do you love them? Do you love them? And I knew that he was talking about all of you, everyone that's on this call. Mm. And I thought, God, I do. I love them. I love the women in this earth, God, that you are transforming into your likeness. I love that you are moving, but more than I love them, I love you. I love you, God. I love you. And because of my love for you and my yieldedness to you, because I trust you, you enable me to love them. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything apart from love. I don't want to, I can't do anything apart from love. But that place is, 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 is fully aligned when I'm when my affections are fully set on him. And then I'm able to do everything that he's anointed and called me to do because my affections are on him and he's filled me, that we're vessels that he can entrust, that he's entrusting us. He's entrusting us to to literally see the greatest harvest that the world's ever seen. He's placing sickles in all of our hands, not just in Christie's hand or in Emily's hand or Yasmin's hand. He's saying, I want to put a sickle in every one of your hands. And it's going to look every harvest, every place that we swing is going to look different. But there's this illness of saying, God, instead of thinking, I can't take that sickle, I'm already overwhelmed. The Holy Spirit's saying, Do you want me to help you? Will you yield? do you want me to make you willing? Recently someone said, I feel like God's asking me to kind of, kind of, you know, like, like what's like my will within my marriage. And, and I told her, I said, willingness is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's an, it's an active choice that I make to bend my will to his will. But it's not just a choice that's just a, okay, I'm just gonna make a choice to bend my will. It's like, I look at him I love him. I trust him. So when he says, Shannon, will you give me that thing? I think, Lord, you know you have my yes. Lord, you know you have our
0: obedience. Christy, do you want to add to that? Shannon, that is just 100% truth. I can feel the spirit asking us, Child, have you given me all the keys to all the rooms in your house? If you ever went to Sunday school, you know how they talked about, I want to go to all the rooms of your house. I want the key to your closet. I want to go through everything. And it's it's such a childlike analogy. But I think sometimes we don't know how to do it. How do we surrender unless we have like this blazing, uh, you know, thing that we know we are really resisting the Lord in, right? But there are other things that you're addressing that are more the subtleties of us bending our will to the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit redirecting us or telling us to step out. I know um Shannon, I I mentioned to you um that Moses is probably our pillar example of that. Do you want to speak to that?
1: No, I want you to share that part because it's so powerful and it's a, a revelation the Lord really gave you. And if you'll touch on that, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on Luke One, that place Perfect. of just that, yep.
0: If you do and have Turn, turn to Exodus 3 very quickly, and I'm just going to point out just a, a hindrance that's in our own minds. In chapter 3 of Exodus, Moses sees the burning bush, and God, of course, speaks to him, saying, Moses, Moses. In verse 4, he says, here I am. And God begins to speak and give him instruction and then in verse 11 i want you to to just highlight three words verse 11 says but moses said to god who am i who am i who am i that i should go to pharaoh and that i should bring the children of israel out of egypt What a question. I feel like sometimes that piece of surrender is tucked away and hidden in fear and inadequacy. Who am I to do that? All the way into, into chapter four, (laughs) chapter four, verse 10 says that Moses is still arguing with God. Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since have I spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. So he's still building a case. God, this is why you can't choose me. But that's the point of the references that you made before. When the Holy Spirit moves, and I love that Shannon's dream said, Call me the Holy Ghost. Because we have over-familiarized ourselves and we can become dismissive over f- things that are familiar to us. And the Holy Ghost is saying, I can do something through you that you can't do. And completely, that is what Moses did. I have a really, really similar story. I absolutely love the story of ct stud he was a missionary in the 1800s he came from wealth he went to cambridge he was a cricket player who was a household name for many many years and he had gotten uh on a he had been preaching at a salvation army one night And he wanted, he got to the point where he says, I want everyone to stand because he was moving the people to a place of surrender in this meeting. And he goes, standing isn't enough. Stand on your chairs. And so everybody got on their chairs except for one man. And he was so disturbed in his heart that that one man hadn't stood on his chair. And he found out later that that man was a missionary and he was a physician later many much later he was on a boat and he found that that man was on the boat and the man said since that day you asked us to stand on the chair back in Cambridge he goes I have been tormented that I did not do it and he said, well, I think you need to do it right now. And he said, well, we're on a ship. They were coming on a ship from Shanghai back to England. And he said, where in the world would I stand on a chair on a ship? And he said, if you want to be free, then you need to bend your will and go back and do that thing that God asked you to do to begin with. And so that man just disappeared. He had gone into the eating dining room and he stood on a chair and I don't know if he sang a hymn or read a hymn, but he came back a changed man. And I had always been so affected by that story of bending to what the Spirit is saying and to responding quickly in that moment to what the Spirit is saying, that I found myself in a really similar situation. I remember there was a prophet that came through our church, and I wasn't familiar with prophets. And he was this African man, and he was very dynamic, and he carried a big bowl of oil. And he came to me, and he said, you, you will go to the nations. <laughs> and he dumped a big oil over my head. And I honestly didn't have a frame of reference for that, did not know what to do with that, believed him. But it wasn't long after that we were invited to go to England to this church because we were operating in a freedom ministry at our church. And so many of us went to this church in England. And Brian was standing with me during their service. And he leaned over and he says, The Lord has a word for this church. And I, I thought, that's great. No, you're going to go up and give a word to this church. And I said, I, I don't have a word for this church. He said, the Lord will give it to you. I was so petrified. And immediately I thought of CT Studd. And I saw this is my standing on the chair moment. And I walked to the front of the church. And uh, n- seriously, never before Had I uttered and given a long prophetic word to a church body that was so declarative, I, to this day, I still have, I couldn't go back and do what I did that day. It was just a yielded moment, but at the end of the word, the Lord was speaking and declaring over this church. And he said, you will be like the ones who stand on chairs And it was speaking to the boldness they were going to operate in in evangelism and declaration and the way they were going to influence the nations from that place. This was many years later. Some of our friends went back to visit this church. And they said, oh, my gosh, I just got encountered at this church. And I said, what happened? And I said, this church just operates in such freedom they are constantly repenting and getting plumb with the Lord and seeking to hear the fresh word of God. He goes, it was wild and strange. And I said, what was strange about it? And he said, during the sermon, people would just stand up on their chairs during the sermon. I'm learning this like three years later. And I meant it to be an an analogy of boldness and they took it literal. And I just thought, oh my word, I had never heard of anything like that. They became a literal church of standing on their chairs and taking it to the next place. And I know that in their understanding and in my blundering that God honored that. But boy, to relinquish yourself to the thing that you know that you can't do without the Holy Ghost. That is the thing that God is pressing on us. And he's saying, don't put up an argument like Moses. Don't make a case for your inadequacy. I am no respecter of person. I already know you are unable to do it in in and of yourself. So Shannon, I would love to hear what you wanna say from Luke, but that is the Exodus story.
1: Oh, because that's that's that I just love it so much. I honestly feel like you'd rather just take it literally for the breakthrough than be like, oh, yeah, that analogy of stay on the chair. I love oh, that so much. Unreal, it was unreal. I mean, there's the, I, I asked my Lord because I'm on the Lord. I asked my dad, yes, I <laughs> asked my Lord. Um, but I asked my dad recently, <laughs> it was actually right before the send in Orlando. I'd been the Lord had been asking me every night to, I, I just felt this invitation from the Lord to get on my knees. And to pray and we don't have carpet we have hardwood floors and there's always cockroaches in hawaii and everything's crazy doesn't matter how clean your house is and i thought it doesn't matter i'll just lay in my bed and i'll pray the lord hears my prayer i don't want to be religious by thinking i have to pray on my knees and but there was something i didn't, and i would i couldn't fall asleep until i would just get off the bed and get on my knees and i finally asked my dad i said dad and i I mean nothing profound would happen i would just pray i went nothing there was no big profound anything and i asked my dad i said dad i was like why why do you think the lord would do that and he said he said well it, it's not about the act it's not about getting on your knees being magical it's about your obedience to like say yes to the lord like the lord's like he's just at, like you know the invitation to just get on your knees like and i'm like oh and i and i and i even felt that this morning just get on my knees. I was about to walk out of the room to come on this call, and I just thought, Lord, I love you. I, this seems so silly, but I just, I want to pay attention to that whisper, you know? I was thinking about how we, we talk so much about the cost of following him, the cost of yielding, but I, I honestly never asked that question. What is it going to cost me if I do this? I think the greater question is, what is it going to cost we if, cost us if we don't? what is it going to cost us if we don't say yes? Like, are we willing to pay that that price? Are we willing to, pray to pay that price? The price of not yielding? The price of not saying yes? So one more example is just from Luke one thirty five, And there's so much we could say on this. I wish we had hours um, you guys probably don't, but I do, especially because, like, look at Christy's beautiful face. I'm just, like, like I'm trying to listen to you, but also looking, at like, she is just so beautiful. Um, but I was seeing about these, the yeses that are the turning points. And I love that you were highlighting in Moses, he was, he was, his, his, his inadequacy was his, was his, the, the, the point of of tension for him because he was just looking at himself and his own abilities and not looking at the Lord and what God was able to do and I love this because you could not see even a greater contrast between those two things between Zechariah and Mary in Luke 1 you know Luke you know I I, I, I we don't have time to go through the whole thing but I want to just highlight the opposite of what that thing is of like I who like I'm totally inadequate and then you look at Mary 13 14 year old young woman you know, and the Gabriel comes to her and he says to her, with great joy, I'm gonna give you a gift. And the truth was, that wasn't really true. It was actually really hard. There was a yield that was required for her to be able to say, yes, she's not married. You know what I mean? She's only engaged. Back then, if you get pregnant out of wedlock, you get taken out and stoned. I mean, this is like, he doesn't give her any guarantees. He doesn't say, Don't worry, we're gonna give Joseph a dream. Don't worry, no one's gonna, like, you're not gonna get stuck. Like, he doesn't give her any guarantees. He just says to her, I'm coming to you with great joy. And I love so much what, 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 uh, the, the way the passion says it. Again, I think the Lord's bringing this back up because it's also something that seems so familiar. We're like, Yeah, 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 it's a Christmas story. We read it every year. But you're like, No, 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 there's something the Lord's highlighting in this yieldedness and it really is multi-generational, which is what my dream was showing me, that it was like young girls, it was like there was a mixture, they were really young. And I thought, this is this, this is this emphasis of this yieldedness that Lily, the moment that Mary says yes, I mean, all of history is changed forever. She didn't have to say yes. I think, what were they doing when Gabriel gives her the invitation? And everyone's like, all of heaven is holding their breath. What is she gonna do? What is she gonna say? And she, I love this so much because she doesn't say, uh, did you see what I did yesterday? Or, you know, I'm only like 13, 14 years old, right? Or, you know, I'm engaged, right? Like she doesn't say any of those things. She doesn't ask any inadequate questions. She asks a very practical question. I'm a virgin, How, how's this gonna happen? You know, I've never had sex, right? Like she's just basically saying like, it's very practical. She's not insecure. She's not asking insecure questions. He's saying to her, you're going to do something wild. And I love this so much. He said in the passion, and I love it because it's just another way to be able to hear this. It says, Gabriel appears to Mary and he says to her, I'm in verse 28, grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you. And so you are anointed with great favor. In other words, he's saying, you are anointed with great favor because the Lord is with you. And again, I really want you guys to hear me. We're not just talking about Mary. We're talking about you guys. We're talking about us. Like this is like Mary and Deborah and Ruth and these incredible women in the Bible they are carrying a spirit of prophecy. Like in other words, when we're talking about these women, we're talking about what's possible. We're talking about releasing like, guys, this is what's possible when it, when we yield and we say yes to Jesus. We're not we don't want to walk away with this calm like, wow, Mary was amazing or wow, Moses, that was crazy. No, we want to be able to look at ourselves and be like, whoa, I see that in me. Father, make me willing. Does that make sense? Like we're talking about us. He says, because you're anointed with great favor, because the Lord is with you. And then Mary's troubled, of course, because she's like, what is happening? I thought about this this morning. It's was like, this is what it would feel like if Amy Ward suddenly walked into my house. Now we're dear friends, but if Amy just suddenly came to my house and walked in the door and she like kind of gave me a look, I would instantly be a little bit fearful. Like, oh my gosh, what is she going to say? I feel troubled by your appearing. What's about to happen? <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I just want you to like, I'm just trying to make it super practical guys. I'm a mom with six kids. I got to make this make sense for you guys. Cause we got to move it from this to like, where it's like, this is real. Like this is hitting my heart. Like this is how, why this is why Mary's troubled. And he says to her, he says, Mary, do not yield to your fear for the Lord has found great delight in you. And he goes on to say, she's gonna carry the son of God. And then Mary again, she says, how can this be? I'm just a virgin. Just a practical question, not a secure question. She doesn't say, who am I? Did you see what I've done? Okay, what's the guarantee here? If I say yes, are you gonna talk to Joseph? You're gonna make sure I'm not gonna get stoned. She doesn't say any of those things, guys. And I love this so much because it brings us back to where we are. Gabriel says to her, Cause she says, how, how is this going to happen? And then Gabriel answers the spirit of holiness. That's how it's going to happen. Mm. The Holy spirit is going to fall upon you. That's how it's going to happen. The spirit of holiness will fall upon you. And God almighty will shed, will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. And this is why what you're carrying will be holy because the Holy Spirit's going to fall upon us. The spirit of holiness is going to help us. And then it just brings me back to why our relationships are so important. I love it so much. Gable gives her a crazy word, and then he says to her, and not only this, but your aunt's pregnant too. The one that was barren is pregnant with a son. She's in her sixth month. Because not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing is impossible with God. Do you know, I thought, I thought, I thought and thought and thought about this. I thought, why did he do that? And I thought like the Lord said, and again, I don't have any type of biblical studies degree or anything. I just, read the, I just read the Bible every day. I have every day of my life for the past seven, eight years. Every day, I made a commitment to the Lord. Lord, I won't go to sleep without reading the word of God. I won't. And I've kept that word. I think that the angel did, I think Gabriel did that because he knew that Mary would feel crazy. But if her aunt's really pregnant, then it's true. Then everything he said is true. Because the next thing she does is it says, with haste, she gets up, she runs to her aunt's house. I mean, think about how vulnerable this is. She's young, unmarried, and now just found out she's going to get pregnant. How vulnerable that is. And how kind the Holy Spirit doesn't even make her confess or say, Hey, Elizabeth, like she, at, Elizabeth said, at the sound of Mary's voice, the baby, boom, leaps. And she sets, begins to prophesy with power Mary, you are a woman. Given the highest favor, privilege, blah, blah, blah. It's like, can you imagine Mary how when she's traveling to get to her, how she's like, if Elizabeth's really pregnant, then this is that I'm not crazy. This is all true. And I'm really going to carry this baby. And like, you know what I mean? Like that, and that the Holy Spirit in his kindness would go in front of her and show her dear aunt slash her friend that she's carrying the son of God. Guys, I'm telling you, this is prophetic of where we are right now. And the way that we're going we're gonna to be able to say yes, the way that we, that the, when I think about make me the bravest of the brave, I think there's no way that we're going to have a baptism of bravery apart from the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. We can do great things. We can do humanitarian works. We can do any of these things. But if we're going to do great things for the Lord, we're going to need the Holy Spirit. Christy, do you want to add to
0: that? Jen, I just love so many things that you brought up. And it's a tremendous story that emphasizes everything that we are trying to get across today. And when you said that you read the Bible every day, it's like, how can we know what to surrender to? And if we are in the word, and we are working to make this alive. It's it's the only way we can know what the will of God is, to have a plumb line, to know what it is that we are submitting and surrendering to. This is where the Holy Spirit comes alive. That's why it's moving and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. I love um, Isaiah 66 two. I will bless you, those who have humbled and contrite hearts and who tremble at my word. And I, I think you just hit on why a fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and how interconnected that is to us being women of the word. So I just love that point. I just wanted to emphasize that point.
1: I know we don't have much more time, and I know we want to talk about this thing, but I really just, I'm just so hungry, and personally, guys, honestly, I just woke up this morning and I thought, Jesus, search my heart, search my heart and find me willing. I know that my willingness is not a feeling. My willingness is rooted in me saying, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And that we would all know that this isn't just about us, what we're going to lose. Because I even, in the middle of the night, I thought, I hope the Holy Spirit doesn't ask me to give up coffee. I literally had that thought because I was so tired. And oh, I, I thought, oh, there's something <laughs> in there. Yes. <laughs> I thought, Holy Spirit, if me being bent, she was giving up coffee, I don't know if I can do it. But I, I just felt chuckle from the Lord. And he might ask me to, and of course I will. And it would be hard. Like, I know that sounds so stupid, but it's like in the ways where I'm like, Lord, if you want me to call that person, I will. You want me to pray for that person that's hurt me, I will. If you want me to go to that nation and I would never want to go there because I hate being hot, Lord, I'll go. Like, it is this place of like, and and, and again, there's just so much we could say, but I, I just... There's a place of true yieldedness that's required for where we're going. And we can't think about what am I going to lose if I say yes? We've got to shift our thinking to what am I going to gain? What am I going to gain? Not what am I going to lose? What is the Lord going to require of me? It's like, guys, it's so much greater. (laughs) There's surrender, true surrender, and it's joy. There's great joy that the Lord wants to release over us. Yes. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but there's so much joy when you know that you're saying yes, not to just a good idea, but to the, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I just, I just, I just kept feeling like today that the Lord want to just give us a baptism of, mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost. He wants to baptize us because he wants to baptize us with bravery yeah. to do wild things and to say yes. But again, we are not just gonna be brave or courageous for courageous and bravery's sake. You're not gonna be the bravest of the brave in your own ability. Come on. Just like you're not gonna be able to punch yourself and be like, just come on, just do this. Just go and do that thing. Or like it's it's like this total like bending to the Lord. And guys, the p- most practical thing I can say is it's literally in the everyday yes. I think that this is why this actual quarantine is a real gift to all of us because the Lord's slowing all of us down so that we can hear his whisper and that we have time to respond. We aren't busy. We can't use the excuse of I'm too busy to respond right now, Lord. I'll respond when I get home and I'm alone or when there's a greater time or a better time. We don't have any of those excuses right now. It's like the Holy Spirit's pressing us in a powerful way because honestly, guys— I really believe that Brave Love is a Jesus movement. I believe it's not just a woman's movement. I believe it's a Jesus movement. And I believe that the Lord is coming and he's asking us, will you carry, will you carry the seed? Will you carry my son? Will you carry the fullness so that I can release it through you to see that everything's going to change on our yeses? And I think if I don't say yes, man, and, and guys, I think that's why just for me, practically, it was my son Enzo, my last son, and I've lost, you know, multiple children. There's two, I've had two children, they're buried on this island. And I do and not a big kid person. And the Lord just said, well, like that for me was my yieldedness. For me, it was like the Lord was like, There are things in this earth that won't happen if you if you don't if you don't have this son. But he wasn't pressing, it wasn't like, Shana, if you don't get pregnant. You know what I mean? There's 18 things that aren't going to happen. It wasn't like that. It's like this gentle invitation. I think this is where I want us maybe, and then Christy, you just take it from here. I get, I, and I've shared this before, but I just can't stop thinking about Mariah Priggy. She's just incredible. And she's a missionary and um, she's young. She has four sons. She might be on this call. I don't know if she is, but she um, is just incredible. And um, I remember we were in a, in a prayer room. Um, in, in another nation. And we were, it was really quiet because it's in a closed nation, and there's all these pads in this prayer room, and we're all sitting there. And I'll never forget, she was in the back, and it was so quiet, it was deafening, deafeningly still. And she's just saying, she's in a really hard nation, guys. And she's just back there, and she just begins to whisper this song: I will love you with my yes and with my obedience. I will love you with my yes, Jesus. And I just, like the tears just started coming from my eyes. I will love you with my yes. I will love you with my obedience. I will love you with my yes, Jesus. Guys, I just, I feel like that that's just the heart cry of this call. It's like there's a baptism of bravery that the Lord is so eager He cannot wait for the full revealing of the sons and daughters of God. There is an eager expectation. He's been waiting for this moment in time because he knew that he would put a yes in your heart to bend, not because we're a stiff-necked people that just have to bend, but because we love him. And I just bend into him because I love him. And I think that that's just my prayer for us today that more than anything, he be glorified with our yes. And more than anything, that I lay my head down at night and say, Jesus, I just want to feel your pleasure over my life because you've got my full the fullness of my yes. And we can't do it apart from the Holy Spirit. He won't, know, He will not take superficial surrender. We cannot superficially surrender. It won't work anymore. You know it, and we know it. It won't work anymore. And so I want to just pray that for us. And what's, Christy, you want to add anything else to that? I want to pray that for us.
0: I'd love for you to pray that. I I know that just from personal experience, and you know it all too well, Shannon, that partial surrender just leads to a lot of misery. Yeah. If we try to live partially surrendered, the joy is waiting on the other end of it all being given to the Lord all the time, all the relationship, everything we possess, all our resources of who we are. It's in the all. So I'd love for you to pray that out for us. That's the key. It's the key. You know, I think about Hudson Taylor's spiritual secret, or anytime someone says the secret, the secret is always the same thing. Yeah. it's the very thing we've talked about today it is the full surrender it is the full relinquishment and it's the quick obedience it's always the same thing yeah and I
1: think that I was funny that you just said that because it reminded me of the note that I had pulled up to, to to read to you guys the Lord had been showing me like where the Lord had been asking like is there room in your womb for God's dreams we've got to make room it's gonna cost you We've got to lay our lives down. There is no other way, but that's the secret, guys. The secret is that actually we're never going to die because when we lose ourselves and we lose our lives for his sake, we will gain, we gain eternity. Like we're never going to die. That's the secret. The secret is there's nothing to be afraid of. The Bible says the moment, the moment that we're absent from our body, we're in the presence of the Lord. Man, just talk about that dealing with any fear in our lives, you know? And so I'm like, man, Lord, I don't want to be afraid of, of my flesh dying. I don't want to be afraid of like of, of anything you could ask me to give to you. And guys, the Lord is. We've got to invite him to do this. We've got to invite him. Father, put your finger on anything that doesn't fully glorify you. And we're going to invite him to do that. And it's a, it's a wild prayer because he's going to do it. But it's the best. We need him to. We might say, hey, I don't want you in that relationship. Or you might say, hey, I want you to call and ask that person for forgiveness, even though you don't think you're the one that did anything. Like, I'm talking about those yieldedness, guys. Those are those everyday yeses where the Lord said, I want you to actually go ask your husband to forgive you. I want you to go just stop being mad at your kid for throwing a fit and just hold her instead. This is like my, I'm like, oh, I just, I'm so frustrated. And the Lord's like, just stop what you're doing and hold your child. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just yield. And I just hold her and that thing goes. I'm like, man, Lord, you're showing us in the everyday, this place of yieldness, guys. And so I just, but again, again, it's none of our hearts can be superficial surrender, but the key is, it's, it's, it's our love for him. We love him with our yes and with our obedience. And so Father, we invite you to come right now. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Ghost, Thank you, Lord, we invite you. We give you full permission to come. Yes. We just say today, Father, that we will not give you superficial surrender. We won't give you superficial surrender, Jesus. Father, we ask today, God, that you would make us willing. Come and help us be obedient. Mm -hmm. Everything you're asking us to do, everything you're saying, Father, in our marriages, in our families, with our parents, with other friends, Lord. Lord, you are healing relationships at an unprecedented rate. You're releasing unity at an unprecedented rate. Father, we just say, Lord, make us conduits. Lord, that we be conduits that everything we touch and everything we do would would release life. Yes. It would release your presence, Father. Lord, we ask right now, like what Christy was talking about with Moses. Lord, we ask right now that you would remove the even the inhibitor in ourselves.
0: Yes.
1: In ourselves, where you think, like, who am I to do that? Or, or Lord, use somebody else, or or don't you know that I'm not even a good person? I can't even hardly speak good. And you're just saying, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you. Would you just say yes? Father, we ask right now that you would supernaturally, let's just put everyone, put your hand on on yourself, on your own chest, on your own heart. Father, we ask right now, we give you permission, Lord. We ask, remove that thing from us. Remove any inhibitor, self-inhibitor in any way, God, where where we're thinking of ourselves or thinking of our own limitations. Father, we ask, remove those from us. Mm -hmm. And Lord, today we set our affections and our sight on you, God. Lord, we just thank you that this is not about us or our ability, but it's about you and your ability to use us for your glory. And you want to, you want to fill us because you want to pour your spirit out on the earth, on a broken and hurting world that's desperate to know what you're really like. And God, we want to carry you and we want to release you in the earth, Father. Would you mark us today, Jesus? Lord, we just confess, confess that there's areas in our lives. I confess, Father, there's areas in my life that I've been nervous to fully give you. Father, I just, I ask today, God, would you remove that fear of what we could lose or what I could lose? God, we just say, we, 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 we press on for, the, for what we're gonna gain mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. This full yieldedness that releases the fullness of joy. We ask for
0: this today in Jesus' name. Oh, well, amen. Shannon, thank you so much. I I, I just want to add, Lord, I just pray that even as we go out today, um, he's going to give a quick announcement. But I pray, Lord, that you would continue to speak to us even after this call ends, that you would move into our full week. We give you permission, and anyone that agrees with me, you can just tell the Lord, I give you permission to go through every part of my life. I want the fullness of joy. I want what is on the other side of full surrender. Yeah, thank you. And it is not a one-time thing. It is something that we do throughout life many, 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 many times. Yeah. And Lord, your answer is always the same like it was for Moses. I will certainly be with you. Show yourself to these women. I pray you'd speak with clarity and you would make yourself known to every one of them in a distinctive way this week yes. we thank you jesus
1: yeah yeah. i just want to add this really quick that i just feel like everyone take your get a notebook just get a new notebook yeah, and go and walk through the woods go down to the dock go to the cabin it was like what my dream was it was like the moment we heard the message that we needed to take it and not just like man that was good but be like Man, if I apply this, then it will multiply. If I apply this to my own life, it's like this, essentially like, man, I will set myself on fire and they will come to watch me burn. Who said that? Charles Finney? Mm -hmm. I it's like, oh man, God, that we would be marked with this, like, not just walk away with a good message, but Lord, I will apply this to my own heart, my own life, my marriage, my children. I'm not just going to carry a message that I'm not living out. I won't do that. I will walk with you and I will give you permission to come. I will write it down. I will, I will be obedient and I'll yield to your Holy Spirit. I will apply this for the multiplication of what you want to do in the earth. And so that I think is even just the practical challenge too, that we write it down and we really go after it and then share it with a friend. Grab one person and say, hey, will you keep me accountable? Keep me accountable to this. These are the places I, want to, I, I know the Holy Spirit's putting his finger on and we need each other. We need each other to confirm and say, yes, I will go after that with you too. And some of your yieldness might lead into other people like, oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about that, but I totally do that too. I want to give that to the Lord too. So let's commit to that this week.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on Brave Love, visit BraveLoveWomen.com and follow us on Instagram at BraveLoveWomen.